Welcome back to the Carry Update. I am Thomas Watson, joined by Mr. Tony Mulvey as well. Earlier, we talked about outbound tender volumes, but when we talked about the rise in volumes, it's important to also note what impact is this having on rejections? And talking about it so far, what is very fascinating is that we are still at 3.30% nationwide. So at least across the country, all of this summer bump, so to speak, has not really materialized in terms of trucking companies gaining leverage or pricing power. Yeah, I mean, Thomas, when you look at this, you see it at 3.3%. We've seen the increase in volume. To me, it shows, well, one, carriers have plenty of capacity to service higher demand levels. And it's not favorable to go play in the spot market, right? I mean, it's these two, two things going together at the same time. And I think you look at this, I mean, in comparison to 2019, we looked at how much higher the volume levels were. Rejection rates are still sub, well, they're right at 3.3%, still sub 2019 levels. I mean, is there anything that's going to be able to push this back up to, to levels we need to see? I think yesterday we saw the NTID jump pretty substantially. It pushed the the average up one penny. I mean, we're at 224. But I mean, is there anything that's going to push rejection rates higher until we see really a mass exodus of truckload capacity leave the market, right? Obviously, we're seeing LTL capacity leave with yellow and that expected bankruptcy that we should see sometime today. But it just doesn't feel like this is going to be pushed back up to, I mean, even where we were in the holiday of, of 19, right? I mean, yeah. back when we got up to almost 15% in one of the softest markets we've ever been in, it just doesn't feel likely. Well, the joke right now is it would take a literal act of God, and that's what normally happens as we move into hurricane season in the second half of the year. Normally, we will see capacity. We'll see outbound tender rejections jump because of weather events, localization, flooding, hurricanes, things like that. So, I mean, honestly, pending some kind of hurricane, the current amount of tra- it's capacity driven, like you said. Yeah. And so, it would liter- it would take quite a bit of truckload capacity at larger levels to exit the market because right now we have enough truckload carriers that have access to contracted freight in some form. There's still too many of them. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, this squeezes out the small guys, but eventually, the big ones, or not a the big ones, a larger... I mean, that was what, in 2019, into really the first couple months of 2020, what you saw was it was a lot of small capacity leaving the market, and then you saw Celadon. That kind of was the big elephant. I mean, that was the big domino to fall. You haven't really seen that, right? You've seen... I mean, I think the most I've seen in terms of carrier size, I think one was like 180 trucks was the largest one we've seen. So it doesn't feel like we've seen just the levels that we need to to sustain or to like boost the market back up, right? To place carriers on kind of that level playing ground. And right now we're just not seeing it. And then you look at it, I mean, look at what mode it's in. I mean, really nothing is, elevated. I mean, I look at flatbed at 10%, just over 10%. I mean, that's still depressed from where it was just a couple months ago. And we're still in July, right? Construction projects and things should still be ongoing. And it just doesn't show that there's as much activity in the market as there was, say, 
March, May, really June. So, I mean, you take a look at this. The year is still young. Yes. So look at the earnings reports, Heartland, 92-ish, 90s OR for some of these carriers that are used to operating in the 80s. Something will give. I don't know if someone's going to get bought out again or if we'll see more M&A activity or if we're going to see. But right now, the current level is even unsustainable for larger carriers who are not used to seeing this degraded situation. Uh, 260 a mile. I know this is a big number, but expenses, 260 a mile on Night Swift, but they're regional. There's lower length of haul. But that illustrates that, like, it's not just smaller carriers. It's also larger ones that are dealing with these high costs, lower rates. Uh, we just don't know if it's going to bend or break right now. Yeah. And this is what we'll have to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for this update. We'll be sure to check in with you again in the second hour. Right now, we'll hand things back over to Kaylee Nix.